Okay, reading from the Chaitanya Bhagavad Anchalila, chapter 2, text 424. Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jai Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Mata Singha Gati Jina Chalila Satvahar Pradishtahoyla Asi Purira Bitar The Lord walked like an intoxicated lion and soon entered within the town of Jagannath Puri. Omagana Timarandasya Gananjana Shalakaya Chaksur Unmalatam Yena Tazmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Bishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutale Sayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Sapadantikam Vanchakalpa Turubyascha Kripa Sindhu Bayevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Nama Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Sri Vasade Gaur Bhaktivinda. I just arrived 15 minutes ago from the airport. I had an overnight flight from Bogota, but somehow by Krishna's grace, I feel great. <laughs> I don't feel tired or I didn't have much sleep, but I don't feel tired or I feel all my prana and chakras are kind of open and energetic. Um, so uh, as I didn't really, I couldn't really prepare because I left yesterday. Um, I'll just give some kind of uh, reflections and then I'll get on to the story here. <clears throat> of course, it was just wonderful being in Puri. Um, we kept safe and, and none of the people in my group, the Jumana Bihari group, got sick in the least. And it was rel it was rel relatively responsible, but um, so nice to have kirtans again and live classes, and uh, it was just just a joy to stay in in uh, Colombia. Really was, um, and uh, I'll just make a few kind of social comments or something like that. Um, it was very exciting uh, going to the airport because there's a strike with the seeds of kind of revolution. I mean, I think that's what the period is. 
there was a tax and the president rescinded the tax, the finance minister resigned, but obviously people want something more. So I thought it was all over, but anyway, the taxi driver was so intelligent, he showed up an hour and a half earlier than I was supposed to leave and says, better we leave now. And uh, I was ready. And uh, he started taking back roads, you know, back roads like that to the airport, back roads to the airport. And, you know, just uh, it's a, a Krishna conscious reflection. So, you know, once we got a little bit out, you know, towards where I don't know where we're going, there was, you know, protesters blocking the road with anger. I don't think it was dangerous, but, you know, with anger, with anger and ego, you know. Um, because whether you're the oppressor or the oppressed, you know, the, the consciousness of people who are not evolved is they love power because everything's about false ego in this material world. So people love power. It's not that, you know, revolution is pure either. Mostly people, like Borja Prabhu said, everybody in, in, in the Krishna conscious movement was a pure devotee when they came until they got a taste of power, you know, until so you could see they were, they were like, hey, wow, we're now we're in control. It, it's what we've come to the material world for. So it's a, it's a real intoxication. So they wouldn't let us through. So the driver just turned. I have to say, I, the driver was so elevated in consciousness, it blew my mind. He was just joking and happy and, you know, you know everything, you know, Dios, God, you know, it's all God. Just, you know, uh, what I wrote about him in Monday Morning Greetings, completely blissful. You know, the only thing at the end of his trip when he finally got us there he said you know just give me an extra coke and he did such a good job he said i'll give you 15 cokes <laughs> i forgot i give it but it was it was, a, it was an, a 15 dollar tip besides the 50 dollars or something it took to get to the airport so he um you know, went, I wouldn't call it a road. It wasn't a road because the bottom of the car was smashing against the ground. It was literally smashing against the ground. It wasn't a road. And even though it was like, kind of like when Gorbachev, the, uh, the, uh, or Khrushchev, Nikita, somebody from Russia came, they went to Mumbai where they don't have traffic lights. They just have these circles. And he said, there must be God. Otherwise, how does this go on? There's no way. There's trucks coming one way and cars and, tr and trucks and cars and a billion motorcycles that have to go this other way. And then there's a truck stuck in the road. 
Is there's someone like, you know, when you only have one lane, one guy stops, and then it's not exactly one lane because you still have cars on one side and trucks are like teetering over to the side, <laughs> you know, and you got to pull up. And our driver was laughing. And, and I, I mean, he was just, and I was sitting there. I wasn't laughing. I wasn't laughing, but I, I did draw in my Krishna consciousness because even when they were stopping us, like we got out and we got to the next break. This wasn't a serious, but it was blocked. Right? It was a smaller row, but it was blocked. And Shaim Kishor told them that I was a, a social justice pastor. <laughs> and I went, and somehow they let us, I don't know, somehow we got through that one. The first one we didn't get through. And, and then, you know, we got, then we got to the big one before the airport. And it was like, it must have just happened because there was so many taxis just backed up behind us. And I, you know, you know, it, it, having Krishna consciousness so powerful because I understood that they're not in control. Either Krishna wants me to come to New York or he doesn't. <laughs> so we have to have that stoicism in our lives that it's not good or bad either way. What Krishna wants is good. If he wants me to stay, it's good. The only thing that's bad is our own attachments, which, you know, if I wanted to go, then I'm like, of course, at that particular time, I was hoping to get to the airport. But having the philosophy of Krishna consciousness to confront the world is really so powerful. Because you don't say, oh, these people are control. If Krishna wants, I, I, you know, it's, it's, if, if it's impossible, but Krishna wants me to get to the, I thought Krishna wants me to get to the airport, he'll do something. So the taxi drivers were negotiating with the protesters. And then I thought, well, by now there must be a hundred taxi drivers. So there's some power there. Then so, somehow or other, I don't know, after 20 minutes, they opened a little bit and we just scooted through. Um, but it's so nice having, you know, Krishna consciousness, understanding that it's actually, God wants me to go. It's not these people that are stopping me. Everybody's an instrument from, for, for, from Krishna. And if he wants me to go, he wants me to go. And as I was mentioning, it was just fabulous in Colombia. The ashram is fabulously managed. Really just a good manage. Just very, people are just a few people and some workers, very expertly done. I see Indira, she was there. I see her there on the list. I'm seeing the names of some of the people. And uh, uh, the Prashadam was just so expert. It was just so that they had a Vaishnav cook, son of a devotee. And uh, I've never tasted anything so, so tasty that was so simple. You, you didn't feel any of the, the spices. You couldn't tell. And it wasn't oily or greasy at all. 
but it was just so healthy and tasteful. And Mangalartik, what was nice, our group was there. Everyone went to Mangalartik. It wasn't mandatory. And, and, and not only going to Mangalartik, but with that desire to be there and that, that we forget these things during the pandemic, but the desire to be there and really everybody's happy and grateful. And, you know, I was thinking in, in one of my meditations, how important is gratitude is the foundation of our chanting. Some realization that we're being given the highest thing that has potential for the greatest joy. And I just felt, you know, Mongol Artik, and I, you know, I haven't done that for years. It's two, one minute walk from my room. So nice. Worshiping Gorni Thai, Prabhupada, chanting, but chanting with people who are really grateful to understand that this is the real, real opulence. It was great saying goodbye to everyone. Everybody came to my room to say goodbye and uh, just a really sweet mood. I really thought things were, were well. And then um, they asked me to speak. I, I just had about a 15 minute thing. This is the day before, two days before I left of the situation in the country. And, uh, you know, America, it's, it's so much different. You, you don't see such a gross disparity of wealth and class. That's why, you know, in the early 50s, my father belonged to the Communist Party and then became a Republican after that. <laughs> but he just hated Bill Clinton for what he did. My father was kind of a decent man. He just couldn't believe what Bill Clinton did in the Oval Office. He, just, he never got over that. And as, a, as a, a, a nice guy from Brooklyn, he would say that son of a... <laughs> He mentioned his name, that son. <laughs> but, uh, you know, America, you know, the class divisions just didn't strike the same level when you go to one of those countries. I don't know what causes, but there is. There's haves and have-nots. And, uh, you know, so I, I you know, I, I, I was asked to speak and it was also on the Instagram of the Zoom. And you, you know, I had tried to be very, very thoughtful, you know, on the situation. You know, um, um, Because, you know, you had to speak to your audience. And when you're a speaker, what you understand is not just speaking truth, it's having it understood. And uh, man, I'm just experiencing this, that the world is so polarized, that if you say one thing that is of difference from a person's tribe, 
they'll throw you in the other tribe, even though you don't ascribe to like 90% of the things that they are there. They just throw you into the other, other tribe. So the Gopinath was telling me that he was tattooing someone. So old lady came in there, she got a tattoo when she's 60 or 70. And she said, are you vaccinated? He said, no. He said, are you a Trump supporter? He said, no, no. It's like, wow. It, 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 it's so it's so polarized in, in the world. So I'm very conscious from speaking so often that you know, for who's the audience? That's always the toughest thing. We don't really know the audience. And my thing is, my thing is is, is trying to get balance, is not becoming an ideologue in one camp or another, but trying to look at each issue individually which if you do that, the left will throw you in the right, the right will throw you in the left. <laughs> it, it's just the, the way the world works. But thinking about it, thinking of our philosophy, first I, I glorified Columbia because, you know, the people and, you know, I know institutions have their problems. I described it like water, it keeps up a boat, it can get in the boat and, and, and hierarchies become corrupted. We know all the problems with that. But they're the only vehicle we generally have in one way to carry the culture, which is that which is right, real and a value into the future. And one way it's done is by institutions with all their faults. And of course, there's, there's hard, hard institutions, which have, we know what that is, ISKCON, the authority structure, the GBC. And then there's the soft institutions, what we have here, the teacher-student relationship and the books that anybody could read. But there's something beautiful about that country because the teachings of Christ um, have been carried into people's hearts. I sat sat, you know, next to one old lady on the on the on the plane on the way back. And you know, as soon as she wake up, she was like this and like this. And, and I, I saw that too. This driver, the way that car was like banging, the chassis banging hard. I think we we're going to a railroad track I, that was covered by grass. It was banging. And he was laughing and joking. He couldn't, he just, because he couldn't think that it is anything but God, you know, and who cares, <laughs> you know, it's God. And I just said, this guy has just, so, is he, in his crazy way, this guy was so God conscious. So I glorified Columbia because those values of family, for example, in the weekend, we don't have programs in Shamashram. In New York, that's the main time you have programs. And why do you have programs? Because people are with their families. And what family means, at least to a certain degree, is at least there's something higher than the individual. It's a little bit more civilized than places which the family structure is broken. There's some sense, there's something, you know, the world's not just about me. It's the, it's the beginning point of, of, of spiritual life. So I was glorifying the country and, and sometimes like this driver, I mean, this, he drives his taxi and he's got to go through these like 
protester things and then turn the car around and go down this road and 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 drive on this deserted railroad track and you know on one side is a ditch and it's a little thing and this truck's coming both ways and he's completely confident i was confident but not as confident as him i mean i was there i i wasn't going new york controlling getting out trying to control the cars screaming at people you know i, I had you know krishna wants me to get there so there was something about that that was just so attractive that a man here just driving this taxi as his living is just santosh, enough. I have enough. Because they value God in that way, these simple people. They have enough. Because they have the thing that's worth more than anything else. And that's a relationship with God. That's the main opulence. Because then you're never lost. You're on the other sense, there's real problems with 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 poverty. I, before I left, I, I you know one very nice girl who has tremendous regard for me, and she's about 21. She sees me as a mentor. She's initiated by one of my god brothers. She came to see me, and she said that she, you know, couldn't get so much into Krishna consciousness. Even she, she, she does Bart not yet. She's cultured. She speaks fluent English. But then when she told me her situation, that there's 10 people living in her household, her mother and father, her, her, her father's sister and his father's brother, and only the father's brother who has no children works, maintaining 10 in a family. And, and, she had to drop out of college. She goes, too much money. I said, well, how much money is it? Uh, so many pesos. So calculate that in dollars, $500 for the semester. <laughs> That's nothing. I can get that with people in a second. Don't, you know, don't. I told the ashram they're going to make some care, you know, thing because this shouldn't be. But I saw and she couldn't get a job either because, you know, employment is not so easy either. So there's a real problem there. But, you know, the question is, is not, but the problem is, well, what's the solution? Because, and, and this is a fact, and this is what I try. I tried to give the example of the body, that there are different parts. If they cooperate, all get nourished, but the, the legs are not the head, the stomach is not the arms, the arms is not the stomach. You know, they work together. And there's karma in this world, and some people have more and some people have less. You can't have equity. It doesn't work. What would equity mean in the body? There's just arms? There's only a head? It doesn't work. There has to be cooperation. And, and the, the real problem in the modern world is the, well, the head's a problem because if you don't have direction, you can't make balanced solutions. And, 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 and that's a fact. And, and two imbalances solution in today's social strife is one, that there's economic development. Now, basically, I heard one speaker speak something and he said something very brilliant because he was a psychologist and he said they did studies and there's a small percentage of people that are qualified in every field. You know, there's a certain percentage, let's say 10% that have 
you know, acting ability and 10% that have, you know, artistic ability and, you know, 10% that have athletic ability and about 10% who have mercantile ability. So I, he said, there's always going to be a pyramid. You can't have equity. You can't make everybody equal. And from the Bhagavad Gita, we also know that. You can't have everybody equal. It doesn't work by the law of karma. It doesn't work. It's not even good. Because people who are mercantile, you know, they like money. They have an emotional, they have an emotional attachment to money and they know how to make it. And they, they produce for the whole society. If you wipe out the mercantile class, then the society doesn't get nourished. That's just the way it works. But if, if, the, if the disparity is too great, and what I see in Colombia, and like this girl who's a very cultured and nice girl, and there's no opportunity. David Swami just sent me an article about meritocracy. You know, just working hard gets ahead. No, not just working hard. So if the disparity is too great, then what happens is, is the people on the bottom will overthrow the mercantile class and everyone will suffer also. Then you'll have what they say in the world is Venezuela, you know? And because of, of the nature of it is, you know, you need people of integrity, the arms to lead. You need people who are trained and know how to manage and, and, and have some, there's so much corruption. So it, it, it's, that balance has to be there. There has to be a, a cooperation. And the bottom thing in a Vedic society is, no one should, everyone should have their basic needs met. They may not be rich. And in Colombia, people have their basic needs met. Generally, most of the people are very happy because they ha have the opulence of family and food. The driver, we may not like his diet, but he says, I'm happy. He said, I have rice and eggs. That's all I want. <laughs> you know, simple. Simple. It's not, you know, a lot of times, you know, so if the basics are there, then happiness is there for everyone, nourishment is there for everyone. So that that kind of balance has to be there. But if, if the balance is wipe out the stomach, then everyone will starve. So, so that was just kind of a, but that driver, man, that he was so high. I never saw someone laughing and joking and, 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 and you know, it's even he was joking that someone can even be an anxiety about this when, when there's a God, right? When there's a God that someone can be anxiety when you got to get to the airport on time and it's behind some kind of building. There's, it's not a road. It's one of those things where the, when the cars have to get, you know, when they stop one side of the car and the other truck has to get around, but there's not really the space, you know, and you have to kind of pull one car up a little bit. And then the cars, like the truck is tilting over and then some come and then you get to go. And, uh, and it's really something about having simple faith in God. It's really something. And I, I felt I had that. 
I wasn't in, I wasn't as advanced as the driver, <laughs> but I, I just had that feeling. It's not, it doesn't, if Krishna wants me to stay, I stay. That, that's what our philosophy is. There's no good and bad. There's God's will. And if we focus on our response to God's will as our, our, our value, our happiness, then Martras Sparshas Takunteya, Sitosna Sukha Dukada, Agama Payanas Nityas, Tam Titshas Vabharata. The non-permanent appearance of happiness and distress and their disappearance in due course of time is like the you know changing of the summer and winter seasons, and one should learn to tolerate them. I was in Dallas when Prabhupada came. And he was doing Bhagavad Gita in the morning and Chaitanya Charitamrita in the evening. And he, I just remember that verse. And I remember Prabhupada chanting it. Martras, Marshas, Dakonteya, Sitoshna Sukha Dukada, Agama Payano Nisyas, Tam Bharata. Okay. So I just, I don't know. I don't feel any fatigue or any discomfort in my body. One thing I started to do because um, you know, when there is kind of infections and things going around, there's serious COVID, people get it, they get, you know, we shouldn't underestimate the power of our own immune system. We shouldn't underestimate the power of the disease either but we shouldn't i i know myself when i was in Vrindavan, i i got sick with malaria and i i read this book the yoga cure to all diseases and this guy was so healthy he wanted to prove that it's not just germs that get you sick it's the condition of your body that allows them to fester so he tried to give himself leprosy <laughs> i swear to god and he had to like eat, you know, junk food for like, he had a junk food for a month and then it started to come. And then he, so I read the book, it had yoga, yoga exercises and, you know, different protocol and fasting. So I read the book and I, I, I came back from Mumbai and I ate too heavy there visiting people's houses and when I got back, I, I got malaria. So I thought, you know, let me avoid, you know, these drugs. So I, I read the book and, and it said, and I felt like I have a very strong constitution. So let me, so it said the malaria, it's not the malaria. It's the, it's it, that really gets you. It's the condition of your intestines that allows it to fester. And this made sense to me because if you've been in India, certain people get sick and certain people don't. I haven't gotten sick in India for like 45. At the beginning, I got sick. I haven't got sick for 45 years in India. You know, and you're drinking the same water and, you know, and Indians are drinking the same water. But some people that why do they come? They get immediately sick. Is it because the germ just hit them? 
and I'm not minim minimizing COVID at all. I'm just saying this, this factor, this aspect has to be there. So what it said is if you take some enemas and you fast, there's intermittent fevers. So malaria means at 12 o'clock one day and the day after at 12 o'clock it comes. I don't know how it works. The fevers will come closer together. Um, so it happened, the fever moved up four hours. So I said, this is working. And it described they would come closer until one day you'd just have one big fever and it'd be finished. And I took, oh, I, you know, I didn't really even do because they had yoga exercises and, and I just took two or three enemas and I fasted and without, and this defies modern medical science, I think. It's all the germ theory that I, you know, after 10 days of fasting completely, I had one big fever and then I felt great. No, this is 40, 40 years ago. But at the same sense, I just want to keep myself fit. So one thing I was doing in, in Colombia, because they say, you know, that noon sun, here to be one o'clock because of daylight saving times is most powerful. I Somehow or other, by Krishna's grace, they had a zero gravity chair in my room. And uh, in the middle of the day, when the sun was out, I would lay, and I don't do this. I haven't gotten sun in 40 years either. I, and I put on a hat and I roll up my dhoti and take off my shirt and stay in the sun for, you know, the hot sun for 20 minutes. And just thinking like, there's many things we can do. I'm not anti-vax, anti-this or anti-anything but I don't think we should neglect, you know, the, and I'm, I'm relatively strong and, and healthy. So I was really taking care of my health and uh, making sure I walked about 8,000 steps a day. And uh, uh, rationing the, the Colombian chocolate bars to, 85% cacao, only two bars a day. But it was really dumb. I took a little crack of something. Where is that? Yeah. Very, very nice. Little. <laughs> no, it was. Uh, and eating healthy and, and and I think that's why I mean I got look I got in the plane and the plane left at 11:20 at night that's it because by the time and I, and I try I left the ashram at 3:30 and uh, you know I got up at 2:30 or three o'clock you know and I think it's a testimony to taking care of myself that I you know I. I feel so energetic now. I don't, I haven't taken a bath. I haven't really gone to the bathroom. I feel energetic. So there, there, there's something about that to, to be said. And uh, now getting into the, a little time. I, I and, you know, excuse me, not getting to Chaitanya Bhagavad, but I am dedicated to these classes. So even though I came a quarter to eight, 
I, I still was kept it on my schedule. I didn't. So anyway, Lord Chaitanya is going and, and Atalanath, and he, and he sees the, the, the chakra of the temple representing that this is God. It's an impetus. Anything that remembers, anything that invokes remembrance of something you love invokes your feelings of love for, for that. So when you see that, it's God. And that's what bhakti should be. Everything should stimulate our devotion. The holy name, the Bhagavatam, the devotees. And we see them, we should be enthusiastic, we should feel. And the more advanced you are, the more you feel. I loved in Shamashram going in the morning for Mangal Artik, I was telling them, a beautiful temple and, and, and going in the morning and, and, and love sitting down. I don't know what it was about there, but I get up early before Mangal Artik. And, and there I was like relaxing because you know, evening, I don't eat evening Prasad, but there I was eating evening Prasad. And it's like 7.30 and then get to bed at 8, 8.30. So I didn't get up when I normally did. I got up by 1.32. And I, I was just, you know, just going with the flow, but sitting and chanting, and you could actually relish the holy name of Krishna and feel so much gratitude for the connections we got and what Prabhupada <coughs> actually gave us. And just thinking of Krishna. We've been given the greatest gifts and the devotees. Even it's so nice. I come here and I come to the Radhavasant Bihari Mandir, one of the biggest temples in New York, 25 devotees. <laughs> it's the best prasadam of any temple. And uh, so anyway, Lord Chaitanya sees that and he goes in ecstasy, like Akrura. When Akrura was coming to Vindavan, now I'll see the Lord of my life. And uh, I'm, yeah, I can't wait to go back to Vrindavan. Although I'm, you know, I'm, Krishna is here, the holy name is here and I'm relishing it and I'm relishing a certain type of peace where there's no travel, no anxiety. Even, even when I went to Kali, everyone went out to the rivers, the waterfalls. I showed you those pictures. The biodiversity, it's just, besides the revolution or the protests, what a beautiful place. But still, you know, everyone went out. I stayed in my room. I don't, I don't, my happiness is not moving. And even before I was a devotee, I never liked to leave my room. I did, but it wasn't, my karma was just a, it's like a hassle. And then even today, I thought like of the world and our lives, Dukalayam of Vishashvatam, it's temporary and full of suffering. It's mostly difficulty because we're not the controllers, and therefore it's hard to be the enjoyer of things <coughs> because they change and we lose them and there's fear. Again, the taxi driver, what has it got to lose? 
You know, he doesn't have much. I probably live in some small house with his family, you know, doesn't have much. But I, I just thought, you know, that it's not a gruesome thought, but there's something about elevating your consciousness and having a better opportunity in the next life. Because <laughs> the body we have now is based on our previous consciousness. Now we have better consciousness. So what's the Bhagavatam? If you want to be fearless at the time of death, chant here and remember Krishna. Right? So, you know, the, the extra 10 years we want, the extra eight years we want, the extra five years we want, the extra 15 years we want, really doesn't make so much difference. As long as you feel satisfied in life and no regrets that you tried your best in Krishna consciousness and tried to develop your internal spiritual life. Sometimes we want more time for that. But in terms of that, you know, the pain, it shouldn't be the attachments at death. The pain, you know, okay, we can be a little worried. It's a little difficult. It's not something to look forward to. But the attachments, we don't really have much here. It's not, you know, I have to say, you know, there's something about America. You know, there's not, it's problems. There's a disparity of wealth. There's a lot more of it to go around, I think. So anyway, Lord Chaitanya is enthusiastic. And then he said, well, okay, this is the gateway to Puri. Can I go ahead? They say yes. And he just goes ahead. Because going to the Dom is really a shift in the consciousness. And if you're a leader, you don't want to go with an entourage that puts you in the center. You know, you don't want, you don't have that burden. I come to Vrindavan as a big guru. I come to Vrindavan as a servant of Krishna. So Lord Chaitanya, he, he, he goes ahead. Pravesh hoila gorachan nilachale. Anyone who hears about Gorchan's entrance into Nilachala floats in an ocean of ecstatic love. So this is the, the wonder of it. That this is this is not the Kshastra, this is poetic. So it describes something so perfectly that if you hear it, you experience the same thing. So, so if you hear about this you'll also experience an ocean of love. Yeah, if it's romance, you'll romance. If it's tragedy, it's tragedy. If it's comedy, it's comedy. You'll experience those things. But this is bhakti ras. So, just then, Gorchan, the life and soul, oh, by the will of the Supreme Lord, Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya was happily taking darshan of Lord, Lord Jagannath at the time. This transcendental system is so far out that God, you know, makes arrangements. I was at, they're, they're on the way to the airport now, Hemalatarada, and you, you may have seen them, they're on my, our Sangha from Argentina, Sebastian, I initiated him called Shamkishore. We had initiation at the country club. The, how these people live. 
there's a river flowing through their country club. And it's dammed up at one point for a pool. They also have another pool that goes in a little waterfall. It's like, you know, a couple hundred families, they got a country club. So uh, I was telling Hemalat Dorada, you know, somehow you know, first marriage didn't work out, not her fault at all. And then, you know, near her 40, she came to serve in Shamashra and went back to Argentina and met one man. And of all the people in the universe, the person's my disciple. You know, it's like, how does that link up? <laughs> it, 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 it's like, it's like being in the ocean that they scribe, you know, and there's a, 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 a wood thing with a hole in it, and a turtle comes up and their, <laughs> their head goes through it. it it's, just, it's just these things of synchronicity. So now Sarbabhoma Bhattacharya, who will, he'll deliver, happens to be at the temple. It's not chance. It's the super soul inspiring and connecting those who should be connected. And that's how Guru Tattva works. It connects those who should be connected. Just Angor Chan, the life and soul of the universe came to see Jagannath, Baladev, Subhadra, and Sankarshana or Baladev. At the same moment, we've all had these experiences, you know, even me getting to the airport, I, I see God. From a material perspective, it, it really didn't look possible. <laughs> From a material perspective, how do you go, not even a one-lane highway, this little gully, it went on and on. We have there's so many potholes that the chassis is banging violently and then getting stuck there. Then they got to take rocks and put the rocks before the wheels and then go. And then once you get over there, then, oh, my God, there's so many cars here. And there's a truck that's stuck also. And even if the truck's not stuck, there's just room for two cars. Not even two. You have to go up and then one. And, and then some guy out there, I don't know, he's directing traffic. I gave him for 15 cokes <laughs> that guy that driver it was like whoa so it's synchronicity as soon as the lord saw jagannath he roared loudly and felt an intense desire to embrace him so it described mata shringa that lord chaitanya was moving like a maddened lion it, 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 it means a lot of intense passion that's what it means and, and the intense passion is to see God. Lampa Dana Vishwambar Ananda Vivala Chatur Dike Chute Shabha Nayanair Jal. Being overwhelmed with ecstatic love, Vishwambar leaped into the air and tears shot from his eyes in all directions. It's not easy to compose these verses and have them rhyme. But Vindavan Das Thakur. Is, is is repeating them again and again and again, the same things. Because it, it's not intellectual, it's experiential. So you can repeat and you'll feel it. 
again and again. Lord Chaitanya roared. He was crying. He's in ecstatic love. He's attached to God and he's feeling God. The next moment he fell to the ground and unconscious in ecstasy. Who can understand the unfathomable characteristics of the Supreme Lord? As the ignorant guards prepared to beat the Lord, Sarvabhama Bhattachari hurriedly threw himself onto the Lord's back. Yeah, so it, 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 it's, it's hard to understand things externally. It's like when Amala Vaishnav came to Colombia. I told him, you're never going to see, because when the people greeted me, and generally from the halves, you know, it, 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 no tattoos there, you'd go broke <laughs> in that section. There's no tattoos. <laughs> and I just said, you'll never see as many tattoos in your life. And, you know, you had Jack, right? And you had Amala Vaishnav. Um, and uh, It's going to run out soon. Okay, here goes Jack. I'll show you later. <laughs> but they all said they told me we never saw people so kind and humble almost like the more tattoos they had the more Vaishnav they were and externally it was like what the Sringadeva on their heads and they're covered and they, when they went swimming they saw it all there's no room for anything else and these are like you know so so, you, you know, when someone goes to the temple and they start rolling around the floor, the gods beat him. You know, get this phony out of here, <laughs> you know, pretending that he's so ecstatic. Sarvabhama thought no human being can ever exhibit such potency because he knew Shastra. So he can understand which symptoms are real. Therefore, when Lord Chaitanya collapsed, he put a cotton swab under his nose because when you collapse in ecstasy, you can't tell if the person's breathing. But if you take one cotton thing of, 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 of one strain of cotton, it will move slightly because it's a high. So he understood this. The loud roaring, this bellowing, and this current of ecstatic love are all exhibitions of extraordinary potency. 
This person appears to be Sri Krishna Chaitanya, the fortunate Sarvabhoma thought in this way. Being checked by Sarvabhoma, the gods were frightened and stood at a distance because he was the, like the chief logician. You know, and, and in those cultures, they have some kind of class structure. And working class people, they don't have that kind of power. Like this is like a high class Brahmin. From the moment the Lord saw the form of his beloved Jagannath, he remained unconscious. It is difficult for even the Vedas to know how deeply the Lord of Vaikuntha merged in ecstatic love. The same Lord Gauratrinda was happily sitting on the Singhasthan, this quadruple expansion as Jagannath and Sankarsana. The Lord himself became the worshiper and executed devotional service. Therefore, we can understand the potency of the Lord. So it's the Lord ex ex exhibiting the opulence of the supreme devotion for himself. The Lord alone knows his own glories. This is the explanation of the Vedas and the, what else? And the Srimad Bhagavatam. Okay, Jamuna Jaya, what struck you today? Haribo Maharaj. Well, the first thing that struck me is that you just got up at airport, airplane, and are here. So, so I don't know what it is. I feel I'm not even going to take bath, go to the bathroom. I'm fine. I feel <laughs> you, in a great mode. I just feel like all the pride. Usually, you know, you wake up and you feel kind of disturbed and you can't wait to. I, I don't know. Okay, go ahead. So, Thank you, but um, and I also love that you you had a subconscious slip when you first started talking about Kali. You said I just got back from Puri, which I thought was really interesting. That in your mind, it was it was that quality of retreat. It really was, and of course, you know you, you can't go to you know Mexico and this and all that. You got you know you can't drive your husband crazy. You gotta. <laughs> You already yeah. went at the beginning of the pandemic. You have to wait. In the future, you, you go, Jamuna Jaya. I will, yeah. But um, so I love that. And I just, I loved your sharing about the the taxi driver, how he would laugh. I love the way you said that he would laugh that anybody would be anxiety about missing the flight, that he that he would laugh at other people's anxiety. Hysterically, hysterically. Such and joking, you know, I said, Shamkur, what do you say? He said, he's just like, I think, you know, he was laughing because there was someone that went in the morning, Greg yeah. from New Jersey, and he was laughing. He was thinking, you know, he's going to get late for the play. <laughs> like, I just love that so much. Oh, this guy was, I don't know who he was and what. Okay. Thank you, Jamuna Jaya. Very well. Thank you, Maharaj. Rajeshri, you always are enthusiastic. You could share what something that... Hare Krishna, Maharaj. Thank you very much for sharing. And I also love the point about the taxi driver and how you, how you said that it's so wonderful to have a Krishna consciousness to confront the world, that, that understanding that nothing happens without Krishna's will, that even blade of grass doesn't move without his will so i like that very much thank you that's a powerful point anybody else like to say hello 
I had to put my vote in for the taxi driver too. I was in love with him. You, I wish I would have taken a video of him, but it would have blown your mind. I mean, <laughs> laughing and joking one after another, and going, "Ds God, what did, you know?" And, and if I, I couldn't even imagine how he thought he was going to get through that. Mm. Usually, you get frustrated. You're in like a big traffic jam. There's, it was one of those things that's absolutely impossible to figure out how trucks and cars on a one lane, not even road, with a truck stuck in the same thing, make it through. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. You just there. Hi, Bo. Hi, Christian. I just want to share something very quickly along the same line. So I moved a little less than a year ago, uh, 45 minutes north of Dallas. And anyway, we had some renovation to do, right? So there's a sheet rocker finishing out a garage and sheet rockers are covered with dust. It's horrible, right? Horrible work. And this guy was probably in his early thirties, mid thirties from Mexico, didn't speak much English. And I was talking with him in my 70% fluent Spanish. It starts pouring rain. He's covered in dust, right? And he walks out in the rain without saying a word, raises up his hands and in Spanish says, la lluvia viene de Dios, the rain comes from God. This house, and it's a nice house, right? That we moved into. This house, all these houses, they just come from man. He was just out, standing out, getting poured on with his hands up, praising God, covered in sheetrock dust. Wow, that's incredible. You know, they, they say this one statement, there's no atheist in foxholes in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> Great one. And I'd say that almost like in Colombia too, you know? Great one, thank you. Yeah, okay, thank you for that. Uh, there's something we have to learn. Okay, anybody else? Say hello. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thanks Hare for Krishna. the beautiful class. Oh, hi Bo. Thank you, thanks for sharing all those nice uh, stories. You're so far away. I, I wish you and your mother could come to Colombia. Just the freedom. Yeah, we, we freedom. searched for it, but it wasn't, uh, it's, we couldn't. It of course. Was, it's impossible, but, yeah. Uh, the freedom of that place, you know. And, but I say yeah. one day I will do something by God's grace. <laughs> To come here, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my mom had a dream about yeah, that. Last, last night, actually, I, I did dream about that also. You were oh, here with God. us. <laughs> that, that would be, that's my dream. Yeah. <laughs> and ours as well. Thank you, Mark. Thank you very much, Mark. Hey, Bo. Lal, Hari Bo. Raja. Hare Krishna, Maharaj. Hare Krishna, Gloria. Hari Bo. Thank you for coming. We are happy you are at home now. <laughs> well, I'm missing the, the, the your country. It was great. We really had a great time, didn't we, Gloria? It was wonderful. Yeah, of yeah. course, Maharaj. Really, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Haribo. Haribo. Okay, where is Lal and Braja? Thanks for class. Okay, that's your last day at your house? 
you're going to the new yeah. place today? Yeah. 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 We're moving today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Time for you to come over for some lunch. I want, I want the prashad of. <laughs> but, oh yeah. Oh yeah. You better, yeah, you. you better watch it. He's getting like real brudges, sadhu like, unshaved, big toast beads, <laughs> tea lock hair. Yeah, I gotta. Clean him up. He's in New Jersey. I've got to. I've got to lock him up sometimes. <laughs> Clean him up. He's in New Jersey. <laughs> okay. Glad you're home today tomorrow. Okay. Anybody else? <laughs> Welcome home, Maharaj. Thanks for the great travelogue story. Wow, Henry. Henry. Wow. Yeah, I know you traveled a lot of interesting places. I know that, but this is this is wonderful. We may, we may invite Brahmatirta out there and his wife. Very nice. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Henry. Great to see you. I don't even know what day is it. I just oh, Henry, what is he doing here on Wednesday? No, it's Sunday. <laughs> Great to see you, Henry. Haridas, Haribo, Haribo. Great. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, this is Rajaraja. Hare Jai, good to see you. I'll have to make it over there one Saturday now that we're back, you know. Resume our South Indian festivals. It's great. <laughs> okay. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, it's Kadamba. Kadamba, Hare Bo. Hare Krishna. I got I'm my... going to. Go ahead, what? Go ahead. What? I was going to say I'm going to I'm going to send you the uh, the uh, Monday morning greetings very shortly. Okay. Uh, what's it? Uh, Hemalatarada sent you back uh, this very special, incredible Argentinian sweet. I can't even describe it. It should be banned substance. It's like, <laughs> do I, do I, like the problem is. I got hungry on the plane and I ate it. <laughs> no, I still have it, but I, I'm not going to see a week or two. So I don't know if it's going to last. It's in a little paper bag, but we'll try. We'll try. I was going to say, Gamarj, do I need to make an emergency trip upstate? Or... <laughs> you have to. You may have to. Okay. Anybody else? Thank you. You can see I'm also in a giddy mood, too. <laughs> okay. Anybody else? Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Hi, Krishna. Hey, Sri Gandharvika. I really hope you can travel the world again and come to one of these places. <laughs> Me too. Okay. Anybody else? Hare Krishna. It's Akiko. Thank you for the class. Hare Bao. I want to come to the next Yatra, wherever it is. Okay. I will let you know. Thank okay. you. Hare Bao. Hare Bao. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Gumaraj, this is Kishori Radha in Korea. Hare What's this Kellyanne tattoo that your son got? What kind of nonsense is that? <laughs> what? He couldn't write Kishori Radha on his arm? I, I don't know. <laughs> Can you imagine it, it, his son from Mother's Day, a 19-year-old son, comes with a tattoo on his arm with his mother's name. You must have fainted in ecstasy. I, I, I was very shocked that he wanted my name on him. <laughs> I was. <laughs> uh, okay. 
I, 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 it, it made me happy though. He said, happy mother's day. Ha- so. Happy is not the word. <laughs> it was a higher state of ecstasy. I got the scoop yes. way up here from the tattoo. <laughs> okay. Anybody else? Okay, what I'm going to do now is probably take breakfast, maybe take a nap, either that or run around the block. <laughs> and then uh, then uh, get ready for the next class, which is the highest stuff. I don't know if I'm ready for the highest stuff today. Okay, bunch of couple juice.